Welcome into Houston. We have prospects, your inside look at the Houston Astros minor league system. I'm Sam Levitt, a broadcaster for the Corpus Christi Hooks, AA affiliate of the Astros, and it is so good to finally have our second episode ready to go. And what great timing for this episode. So much big news as far as player movement goes in the Astros organization just in the last 24 hours. Plenty of movement to and from AA Corpus Christi. We'll get into that in just a moment. First, I want to thank everybody who tuned in to the first episode of Houston. We have prospects, some really great feedback about who you want to hear from, the type of content you want to hear on this show, and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, providing some of those suggestions. You can always tweet at me, write me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V on Twitter, and uh, more than happy to take suggestions about who you want to hear from in the Astros system. Are there players that you're interested in? And uh, we'll do our best to get those interviews and get that content to you. But let's get right into it. Kyle Tucker, the best hitting prospect in the Astros system, a first-round pick from a couple of years ago, goes from Bowie Creek to AA. Just yesterday made his AA debut, went one for four in Springfield, and certainly something to be really excited about here at AA Corpus Christi as we get our first look at Kyle Tucker. Another guy who went from Bowie Creek to AA is outfielder Jason Martin. He's in the top 30 Astros prospects, according to MLB.com. So he gets the call up to AA, played last night at Springfield, and uh, certainly a very significant day as far as guys getting called up uh, to what is considered, in many cases, a make-or-break level at AA. The other big piece of news was a guy getting his first crack at AAA, and that's right-hander Dean Dietz, who has just been sensational at AA so far this year, a sub-2 ERA. He goes up to Fresno and uh, hopefully can continue uh, what's been a great season for him, has electric stuff, Really impressive in the Texas League and uh, certainly expecting big things from Dean at AAA. The great thing about this show is in the last week, I've had a chance to talk with a number of different people about some of the names I just mentioned, and you'll hear a lot about those guys in this podcast. First up, I'll have a conversation with Dan Radisson. He's the fundamentals coordinator in the Astros minor league system. Dan's been with the organization for a number of years now. Uh, he's been a major league coach with the Astros and some other teams. And the last couple of years, he was the hitting coach with the Corpus Christi Hooks. So some really great insight, especially into Kyle Tucker, a couple of guys at the AA level. And speaking of the Hooks, I'll be joined a little bit later by my broadcast partners, Michael Coffin and Gene Kasprick. We'll talk about what's going on at AA. And the final segment will be a conversation with Ricky Ray. Ricky's an associate athletic director at Campbell University. And in case you didn't know, the Bowie Creek Astros, while they build that new stadium in Fayetteville, North Carolina. They're playing for the time being at Campbell University at their baseball facility, and Ricky has uh, been a key person in the operation of that relationship down at Bowie Creek, has a minor league baseball background, and gives us some insight into how things are going down there. So a great show coming up, plenty of great insight, and let's get right into it. The conversation with Astros Minor League Fundamentals Coordinator, Dan Radisson. Dan, you go from Hooks hitting coach the last couple of years here in Corpus Christi to what they call fundamentals coordinator in the Astros minor league system. What's this role like and what's the transition been between those jobs? Well, you know, I've managed over 1,200 games in my career and did a lot of winter ball stuff. So, you know, 
back in the day, you had to wear all the hats. And you didn't have a lot of coaches, you had to do everything yourself. So, you know, because of that experience, I've got a lot of um, knowledge in a lot of different areas. So I, so I think it was an easy transition for me. You play a big part in organizing minor league spring training, planning it, making sure that everybody gets where they need to go, or what goes into each day. What was that experience like? Well, I had three really, three key people really uh, uh, made it very simple for me because Jeff Jeff Albert is so organized and knew exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, Doug White is so organized and knew exactly what he wanted to do. And I had our man Tommy Kawamura, the super coach here, to uh, make sure I got everything down and organized right. So, so it was it was really um, it was laborious, but it was fairly easy and like you said earlier you're a baseball man you've been a coach at the big league level been with a number of different organizations how do the Astros compare in the way they look at the game uh, use advanced statistics and also use some traditional scouting well we're we're, we're way ahead of everybody that's why you see um, yeah. we see uh, Bonifay get go from a ball uh, low a ball job to big league uh, coaching the big leagues Jeff Albert was like right in there getting the first base coach you know so and win the big league so people want our our people okay because we understand our system and, they, and they're envious of what we do let's talk about the big league club obviously the astros off to a great start they're the best team in baseball right now what sticks out about this team offensively because it seems to me you look up and down the lineup and every night there's just not really an easy out I think the you know it's a, the obvious is it's a consecutive offense. Okay, right. so the next guy is going to pick up the guy in front of him, and you know the the thing that makes them so good is not only they swing the bat very well, but you know they run the bases great. They're very athletic. They play great defense. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fabulous team. And hopefully they can keep it up. They've been a lot of fun to watch. Let's talk about some individual players first. A couple of guys here in Corpus Christi: J.D. Davis, third baseman played a little bit of outfield, a little bit of first base. They're trying to uh, make him a little bit more flexible, you could say, uh, as a position player. Great start to the year. The power is there again. Ten home runs at this point. Your impressions of J.D. and what he might be able to do at the next level? Well, he was... Um he dominated the league the second half last year. He was player of the month, two, two, two consecutive months in, in the league. Uh, the only reason he's in double A is because uh, we have Moran and we right. have White and we have a backlog of third baseman and first baseman uh, in the organization. But um, he's a definite, definite big league prospect. If I was somebody out of the organization, I'd be trying to get that guy. Absolutely. Garrett Stubbs, another guy that the Astros seem to be really high on. He's such an interesting player because he doesn't have prototypical size for a catcher. He's a smaller guy, but it gives him some unique abilities as a catcher in the sense that he's really fast, he's good defensively, he can steal bases. What stands out about Garrett Stubbs and the uniqueness of him as a player? The uniqueness about him is that everything stands out. Right. There's nothing he can't do. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, I think he's he's a, he's a going to be a, a frontline catcher. This endurance thing is overrated for me. I mean, that's a strong body, right. swings the bat very well, throws great, calls a tremendous game. I mean, is a great framer. I mean, this kid is, is the whole package. And hitting-wise, it seems like he gets the barrel to the ball, maybe as well as anybody in this lineup. You got a very clean, very clean, use-the-field line drive approach. I mean, it's going to work. 
Absolutely. Let's go down to high A. Kyle Tucker, a guy who uh, obviously the Astros are extremely high on, a first-round pick a couple of years ago. Your impressions of Kyle Tucker and what makes this kid so special? Well, he was murdering the ball out over the plate. So the first day I'm in there, uh, we're playing Myrtle Beach, the Cubs, right. and they threw this catcher sat inside 14 straight pitches. And he had a little tough day. The next day, he, they, they tried to do the same thing. Right. <laughs> he hit two home runs down the right field line the next day, right. and the next day he hit two more. So he hit four in two days because you say, okay, you're going to do that to me? Here's what I'm going to do to you. Speaking of big prospects, you look at the AAA team, and you alluded to it earlier. It's a loaded group. You have Colin Moran, A.J. Reed, Derek Fisher, Tony Kemp, guys that have spent time at the big league level. Now they're at AAA. Let's say something, you know, you never hope for this, but something unfortunately does happen at the big league level. You have an injury. Do you think all those names I just mentioned would be ready to step up in that kind of situation? No question. I mean, there were some things that were identified about them as their first year in the big leagues experiences that they right. needed to clean up. The impressive thing that all three or four of them have, have made those adjustments. They're, they're doing great in AAA. The things that we, we said you got to get better at, they got better at. If I'm another organization, I'm trying to get those guys right now. Yeah, that's a, it's a fun group to watch. You just see the numbers. They hit the ball extremely well and obviously a lot of highly touted early round guys on that Fresno team right now as again we're joined by Dan Radisson here on Houston we have prospects Dan thanks so much uh, thanks for all you do and uh, we'll talk to you next time Sammy you're really good at what you do my friend nice being with you A big thanks to Dan again for coming on. Some great insight there into some of the hitting prospects in the Astros system. Moving right along, now I'm joined by our AA broadcast team, my broadcast partners, Michael Coffin and Gene Kasprick, and let's get right into it. We're coming to you from the Whataburger Field broadcast booth. I'm joined by Michael Coffin, the voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks, Gene Kasprick, our analyst on Hooks Radio broadcasts. And guys, let's first talk about this team and how they've bounced back after a 10-game losing streak a couple of weeks ago. As we talk on this Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, they've won 11 of 15. They've won four in a row coming into the final game of a three-game series against Tulsa. And you have to give this team a, a ton of credit for the way they've bounced back over the last couple of weeks. Well, yeah, I think it focuses on pitching. Uh, it starts there. The first um, series of when we had the losing streak, the pitching was still there, and the um, the hitting um, had its problems. And then lately, we've gotten a better combination of the two. But you're getting just incredible performances from guys like um, oh Dean Dietz, for example, and um, Rogelio Armenteros, just putting up a bunch of zeros. And then when the hitters come around, it it makes all the difference in the world. And so you can really tell the the change in, in their guy's attitude and just the way they come to the ballpark, big smiles on their faces, and they're enjoying it a little bit more than they were in that 10-game losing streak. Yeah, and, you know, I asked Dave Borkowski, the Hooks pitching coach, I, I, I said, what explains this turnaround? Because in that span of time that you're talking about, Sam, the Hooks have the best earned run average in the minor leagues. I mean, the pitching has been – uh, tremendous by a wide margin and, and he says it was just a change in the mentality uh, pitching inside attack in the strike zone and just to, in the snapshot here as we as we speak and record this uh, interview in the last five games uh, on the, the hooks uh, last homestand uh, Corpus Christi has racked up 50 strikeouts 
uh, and just five walks in 43 innings. That's attacking the zone, and that's making the opposition uh, really earn every single thing, and, and it's made a huge difference. Speaking of pitching, one guy that's been just so good is Rogelio Armentero. As we talked today, again, this Sunday before Memorial Day, he has a 1-0 RA, best in the Texas League. And I think the thing that really stands out about him, he's a young guy, he's just 22 years old, but it seems like he has a game plan every time out. The composure on the mound really stands out, and I think that's something uh, that's really been a key for him so far. And he's a guy that, if you don't know about him, you should, because this guy could be really good one day. Well, he pitches with a lot of confidence. You know, he, he obviously believes he belongs up here, and he keeps the ball down in the zone. One of the things he does really well is he doesn't make mistakes up in the zone. He, it, it, You know, pitching's not rocket science. What it is, though, is you have to go out with that plan you're talking about, and you have to implement it. And he just seems to have that confidence right now that he can put his all of his pitches where he wants to put them, and they're usually in the bottom of the strike zone, and he gets ahead of hitters, and when he does that, he can use all of his pitches effectively. And you couple that with just his mentality of tacking the strike zone, attacking the strike zone, uh, just makes him pretty darn effective. Yeah, I agree. He didn't act like a 22-year-old no. out there either. And, and he's got a plan. And uh, that changeup this year has just been uh, terrific. He can use it uh, in every situation, ahead in the count, uh, behind in the count as a put-away pitch. Uh, and really just has the hitters guessing out there. Dave Borkowski called it a Bugs Bunny changeup, and I think one thing that's really important with Armin Saros is every great starting pitcher has that out pitch, has that off-speed pitch they can go to at any time, in any count, and certainly has that in that changeup. Another guy that's been terrific is the guy going today on this Sunday, Dean Dietz, who from a, a stuff standpoint – Maybe is the best stuff on this team. Just an electric fastball. The off-speed stuff is there. And uh, he's a guy who just creeped into the top 30, according to MLB.com, as far as Astros prospects goes. And it's well-deserved. He's somebody who, again... I think if you don't know about him, you should because he's got a chance to really be something special. Well, and, and you look at what he's done in Double A. I mean, no more than one run in eight of nine career appearances with the Hooks. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, the stuff has been there. The question for uh, Dean Dietz has been uh, the command, uh, throwing strikes, and he has done that at this level, uh, a tremendous fastball, and uh, the slider has been uh, terrific. He's also changed up that slider. He's kind of cutting it down a little bit, throwing it for strikes early, and then we see that wipeout pitch late. Right. And, Gene, that's just a, that's a devastating combination. Uh, it is, and he, when you throw hard and you, and you can command both of those pitches, the fastball and the slider, it makes a big difference. You know, 33 strikeouts in 30 four innings so far this year and only nine bases on balls he comes in tonight with an era of 1.30 that's getting it done it's getting it done in a big way and they always say double a is the level that makes or breaks guys and for those two guys armenteros and zietz they're proving themselves as again they've been terrific as again i'm joined by michael coffin and gene kasperick here on houston we have prospects Let's talk about the offense. Drew Ferguson just coming off a 23-game hit streak, the second longest in Hooks history. This is a guy that uh, was a 19th-round pick, but every level he's gone to, he's played well, and he's playing maybe some of the best baseball in his career here in Corpus Christi this season, and he's just fun to watch. A guy who uh, is at the top of the order, finds ways to get on base, and just from a, a prospect perspective, if he can continue to do that, there's no reason he can't be a successful guy at the next level. Yeah, kind of fearless, you know, hitting at the top of the order. Um, 
Uh, 418 on base percentage right now. He's got his average up to 329. And he gets up there and, and he's early in the count. He's attacking pitches. He's um, not one of those guys that's going to try to dissect the hitter, I mean, excuse me, the pitcher and, and find a pitch late in the count. He's looking for his pitch. And when he gets it, he jumps on it and really hitting with a lot of authority right now and also a lot of confidence. And he's really been setting up the offense in that leadoff spot. And of course, with the, with the hitting streak that he had, he was really an integral part of. Um, the hooks turnaround as of late and just a guy that you like to be around he's really a positive guy he's a fun guy and he's a hard worker i thought it was fitting you know on the the night that that 23 game hit streak comes to a close the second longest in club history longest thus far in the league this year uh the center fielder uh, ferguson throws out a guy at home plate uh, uh to help preserve the one nothing right. win also works a couple of walks in the game scores the only hooks run so when, when his hitting streak comes to end, he was an integral part uh, and the, the, the Hooks' victory that night and uh, just uh, personifies uh, how he plays the game. He seems to be in the middle of everything, and you're right. Defensively, he can play every outfield position. He can play center field, too, and uh, he's been terrific for the Hooks. Let's talk about one more guy, J.D. Davis, who leads the Texas League in home runs at the moment, 11 so far this year, and it's really been more the same for J.D. The power is there. He's hitting for a 270 average. Uh, the defense has been there for him. And, you know, we've talked about before, this is probably a guy that in some other organizations is at AAA by now. But with the Astros doing so well and the guys they have at AAA, he's kind of uh, here at AA for at least the moment. And I think the great sign is after a great spring for him, he's come back to AA and he continues to hit for power and hit for a great average uh, for somebody in his position who has that type of power. And I think, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for J.D. if he continues to do that. Yeah, and for me, it's the attitude. You know, he, he could have t taken a, a course uh, this year where, hey, I did so well last year and I had that uh, outstanding spring in which he was an on-roster invitee who never left big league camp, really impressed the Astros. In fact, broke camp with the Astros, went down for the, the two exhibition games against the Cubs at uh, Minute Maid Park. Uh, but uh, but uh, J.D. has taken a, a very a strong approach to this year, uh, a workmanlike attitude, uh, a, a leader on this team, and a key cog for the hooks if they're going to do anything in the first half or, heck, even in the second half. I would agree with you. I think it's, it's unfortunate for J.D. He's just had a position in this particular organization where there's kind of a logjam of players, and you're right, it is um, how he has reacted to that, and he continues to go about his job day in and day out. He continues to swing the bat well. Uh, hit for power, hit in the middle of the lineup, drive runs in. And so um, if he continues to have that kind of attitude, he's just going to continue to get better, and then good things will come to him. Yeah, I think uh, I echo those sentiments. He, his attitude has been great. He's a very uh, serious guy when it comes to hitting. You can just tell that hanging around the cage during batting practice. And uh, he continues to be very good in the middle of that hook sorter. As, again, we're joined by Michael Coffin and Gene Kasprick. Here in Houston, we have prospects. Guys, we've got a game to call. We're going to talk plenty. So uh, we'll get out of here and get ready for tonight's game. But thanks for coming on. Thank you, Sam. Not a problem. Enjoyed it. Good insight from Michael and Gene into what's going on at the AA level. And a big thanks to those two guys for hopping on the podcast. Our final segment is with Ricky Ray. Ricky is an associate athletic director at Campbell University. And he's a, a part of the operation down there uh, that's going on at Bowie Creek. He has some really good insight into uh, some of the hitting prospects, some of the pitchers that are playing at Bowie Creek. Obviously, we talk about Kyle Tucker and Jason Martin, who have been moved up to double-A, but he talks about what they've done 
at Haye. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Ricky. Ricky, it must be exciting to have a high A minor league baseball team in that area. What's the feeling around that community with a new team there? Uh, it's been incredible. Um, you know, it's you, you sometimes realize you know you, you kind of like what you don't have, and you know this is a small community um, that has Division One athletics, and we have Division One basketball, Division One football, uh, Division One baseball that's been very successful. Uh, so, you know, the, the addition of a minor league team, you know, is something obviously we didn't have, and people have been very accepting, very open to it. Uh, the, the nice thing from my full-time chair as an associate AD is we're seeing different faces at the Astros games than we do a lot of times at a Campbell game. So it's enabling us on the Campbell side to introduce our campus to new people, for us to meet new people, and then, you know, obviously they see our campus and, and it may be a way for us to turn some of these folks into uh, to Campbell fans. And then the, the Campbell community, both uh, students, you know, students get into the games free, and there's been great student turnout. They've enjoyed having something extra to do on campus. Uh, the, the community here, especially our baseball season ticket holders that are dual uh, ticket holders now, have had a blast with this. Um, seeing some you know, occasionally familiar faces come through on some of these visiting teams as well. So uh, all in all, it has been, it's been tremendous. Houston has been great to work with. Um, Omar Lopez, our manager, uh, has been tremendous. There's a lot of managers who probably wouldn't be as accepting of having a timeshare as he has been, but he's really embraced it. So uh, through these first couple of months, you know, everything has, has gone really well. I didn't realize that, that the students get in for free. That is great stuff, and it sounds like uh, certainly a partnership uh, that's been really good for both sides. As again, we're joined by Ricky Ray from Campbell University as we talk about the Bowie Creek Astros. Uh, let's talk about this team off to a great start as we talk on Thursday, May 26th. They lead the Carolina League Southern Division, eight games above 500. they played really well. What's the vibe around this team? I tell you, the, uh, a lot of good young arms. Uh, it felt like, uh, and again, you know, as I told you, I'd, I'd been around minor league ball a little bit, so it was fun to watch, you know, as, as they got going, just the, uh, the starting pitching, obviously, uh, and the minors is always ahead. Uh, but great young arms, um, some good arms that obviously have made their way up, up to you guys that we saw early in Bostic right. and, and Riley Farrell and then now Winkleman. But, uh, you know, good arms, uh, some talent uh, out in the field as well. Kyle Tucker, obviously, we had, had – been told about him before he got here, and uh, we understood how good he was going to be uh, as well. So, yeah, some, some very talented players yeah. who uh, have uh, taken advantage of, of a very unbalanced schedule and um, and put up some wins, which has been it sort of increased the fun and increased the vibe around the team. Let's talk a little bit more about Tucker, top position player prospect in the Astros organization, hitting around 300, leads the team in home runs. What stood out to you about him as a player, but also in his preparation and what he's like uh, during batting practice and, and as a person as well? You know, he's, uh, it's interesting. And I, I remember, you know, again, back to when I worked in minor league ball, you know, there were always guys that you could hang around during batting practice. And you could tell they were two steps above everybody. Francisco Lindor was one um, that I came across that I always remember him just being so much better uh, at such a young age. And, and Kyle is that way. Uh, the ball just sounds different coming off his bat. Um, you know, the the thing I find interesting about him is I see him on campus a lot. And he's only 20 years old, so he fits in on campus. He's about six inches taller than everybody else. But he looks like he could be a student. Um, 
and then you see him on the ball field, and it's just you know his his talent's immense. But uh, you know he's he, he's definitely got some power. He's got I feel like he's got a a chance to really you know hit for some power. But he's definitely got some room on his frame, you know, to to put on some extra muscle and all. Um, good speed, um, plays the outfield well, but just uh, you can tell the talent is there. And uh, you know I think he's an old school guy, no batting gloves. Um, likes to put a little dirt on his hand in the in the batter's box, which is a little tough playing on the turf here. But uh, he's uh, you know he's been tremendous so far. Um, you know hits for power, and he obviously can hit for average as well. But he's been fun to watch, and, and people have started to figure out. Okay, we need to we need to take note of him. This is a guy that you know will be in Houston here in a couple of years for sure. Well, certainly that's pretty cool uh, that he's hanging around campus and a guy that uh, you know didn't go to college, drafted out of high school. So. Uh, maybe trying to get uh, a little feel for the campus while he's at Campbell. And that's that's really nice to hear that some of the players are enjoying, uh, you know, what's a temporary situation. Of course, they're building that stadium in Fayetteville right now, but it seems like some of the players are really enjoying uh, being around the college campus. Yeah, you know, I think especially when you when you look at a, a minor league team that's usually made up of you, you'll have your handful of guys who went to college, but then there's always a handful that didn't. So this is their you know, sort of college experience, I guess. They, they get to hang out on, on campus and be part of campus. And uh, the first day the team was here, you know, obviously we presented from the Campbell side and, and the Astros presented from their side that this is temporary. There's going to be some things that aren't perfect. Uh, but it rained that day. And then, you know, the team got to play long toss in a 3,000-seat Division One arena. And I, I'm guessing there were not a lot of minor league teams that got to do that that right. day. So, you know, for the for the – little quirks that we've had to go through to make this work on campus you know there are some advantages as well so uh, it's been good to see everybody's been um, they've embraced it you know from their side as well well sure you have d1 athletics down there i'm sure the facilities as a whole are really nice and uh, the team taking advantage of that let's talk about another position player another outfielder jason martin the numbers are there he continues to be really impressive what are your thoughts on jason I'd say if he could play Myrtle Beach, especially there, uh, about three times a week, yeah, he'd love it. Um, yeah, he's, I think he's hit four or five of his seven home runs this season uh, down at Myrtle Beach. He had the three home run game. Um, you know, that, we I sort of looked up, looked him up as he got here. You know, and obviously there was some uh, there's some huge power numbers from Lancaster, uh, but he he does have some pop, and uh, he, he's been able to show that. Um, very athletic, very fast. Um, and, and I think a lot of the, the talk was, you know, let's see what he can do in a regular season, not in Lancaster where the wind's blowing 100 miles an hour. Right. And uh, he's looked tremendous. Uh, everything everything is there uh, for him. And so, um, you know, the outfield here in Bowie's Creek with Tucker, Martin, and uh, Miles Straw, who's been an extremely consistent performer, you know, as well. He's hitting 297 mm. on the season. Uh, so... You know, the, the three main outfielders for the Astros have, have obviously been very, very good. That's a very solid outfielder. Remember Jake Levy in the first episode of Houston, we have prospects talking about Miles Straw and what he did at Quad Cities in 2016. Again, we're joined by Ricky Ray from Campbell University as we talk about the Bowie Creek Astros. Before we let you go, uh, two guys I want to touch on on the pitching side, Franklin Perez and Framber Valdez, two guys in the Astros' top 30 prospects by MLB.com. Uh, they've both been impressive by the numbers. Uh, quickly, your impressions of both those guys? Uh, well, 
Franklin Perez is again, and, and when you're not exposed to minor league baseball as much as you know you are, for example, when a guy, when a 19 year old steps on the mound and does what he's able to do, you know, it's it's extremely impressive. And uh, you know, he's his uh, last start here a couple of months ago, coming off the DL. Um, sort of rain shortened, you know, there's weather in the area, so it was a little bit of a different uh, setup. But uh, he's touching 94, 95 on his fastball. Uh, his curveball is just nasty, uh, and he can locate it, which is impressive for anyone, much less a 19-year-old. You know, he knows where it's going. And uh, I tell you, he just he looks like a big leaguer. Um, good frame, and uh, I think he's got all the upside in the world. And, again, just being 19 uh, is, is impressive. Um, you know, Valdez, very similar, obviously not the, the build, but coming from the left side, he, he throws hard. He's been able to locate. Um, he's piling up a ton of strikeouts. Um, you know, so that's been good to see. And I know there was some, you know, a little bit of buzz around him coming out of uh, spring training where he performed really well. Uh, but I think he's something like 42, 43 strikeouts um, in 35 innings already. So. Um, he has definitely been a guy that has he's eaten up some innings and uh, he, he locates well you know he throws hard but he locates well and uh, so that's the um, that's kind of the thing about all of the starting pitchers we've seen you know probably seen 10 11 different guys so far and uh, for the most part you know when Bostic was here uh, Hector Perez he's come in Winkleman Bauer you know it's it's getting ahead of hitters and that's that's been where uh, there's been some success That'll do it for this episode of Houston We Have Prospects. Again, if you have any suggestions of people you want to hear from, things you want to hear about on our next episode, please tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, and we'll do our best uh, to get that content into the next episode of Houston We Have Prospects. Thanks for listening.